Your radio is tuned to Resonance 104.4 FM. My name's Jack Thurston, and this is The Bike Show. On this week's show, we're taking a look at the most exciting ride in London, according to Graham Geddes of the London Velodrome Trust. I went down there at the weekend to have a look at, at the Velodrome and find out why it's been closed for the last three months and what can be done to get it open again. go down to the velodrome it's time for something extraordinary the sound of A Bicycle Built for Two, played by the IBM 7094 computer at the Bell Labs in 1961. Uh, the vocal was programmed by John Kelly and Carol Lockbaum, and the accompaniment was programmed by Max Matthews. I think that was the inspiration for that amazing scene at the end of 2001 A Space Odyssey when HAL, the uh, spacecraft's computer, starts... Um, losing his memory boards and um and losing consciousness and that's the that's one of the songs that he reverts to and starts slowing down well 
Well, the bike show website and web archive has been up for about a month now and has uh, generated an awful lot of interest on the web, but close to 4,000 hits in the last few weeks from about 12 different countries so far. And one of the sites that's linked to us is an amazing weblog called Velarusian.biz. And uh, they have all kinds of, um, it's a basically a weblog, but it has all kinds of um, information and news and just oddities about cycling, about art, about inventions and news and things that are going on in the world of cycling. And a couple of things that I've picked up on that they've put up lately is some information about the uh, largest urban free bicycle scheme, which is in a French city, the French city... Uh, of Lyon, I think, um, and they've got 2,000 bicycles placed in a network of parking spots, and everybody who, who lives there will be no further than 300 meters from a bicycle. You put your credit card uh, to, in, to swish it through the machine to release the bike, and uh, the bike's free for the first half hour, and then less than a euro uh, per hour following that. The whole project is uh, funded by a private company, uh, JC Deco who will be servicing the fleet and uh, rescuing lost bikes. The company will sell ads on the bikes and that's how the revenue will be generated. And the bikes have electronic sensors to check that the lights, the gears, the brakes and the tyres are in working order. And if anything goes wrong, in turn, technically the bicycle is immobilised and a message is sent to the maintenance team who go and pick it up. And another story is um, some figures that have been produced from the Department of Transport in the UK about the comparison between the number of pedestrian casualties caused by bicycle accidents on the footpaths and uh, uh, motorised vehicle accidents. I mean, one of the big beefs with people who are opposed to cycling is cyclists are always on the pavements, always getting in the way, running over pedestrians. But the... Uh, the statistics paint a completely different picture. In the um, last three years, there have been around about 3,500 people injured in Great Britain by motor vehicles while they were on the pavement. So that's about 3,000, 3,500 uh, per year injuries due to motor vehicles. Bikes injuries have caused about 60 to 70 um, injuries a year. And uh, as far as deaths are concerned, about uh, 377 people have been killed over the last nine years uh, by cars going onto the pavement. And uh, while only about five people, there have only been about five fatalities as a result of um, bicycle accidents when the bicycle was on the pavement. So for all those people who accuse bicyclists of causing havoc on the pavement, I'm afraid the facts paint a different picture. Now, the, uh, you can visit uh, the Velarusian weblog um, online at www.velarusian.biz and the bike show um, website will, uh, bike show weblog will have a link to that. Um, you can visit that at www.unstablesound.net slash bike.html and of course all the details for this, including the bike show's um, own email address, are available on the Resonance website www.resonancefm.com just click on listings for Monday and uh, all the information is there now one of the great uh, sites of cycling history in London is the um, 
Herne Hill Velodrome down in South London. It's been going for over a century, and uh, but it, recently it's been hitting the news because it's been closed. And I went down to visit um, the velodrome um, and was shown around by one of the uh, velodrome enthusiasts and members of the London Velodrome Trust, uh, Graham Geddes. Sadly, it's been locked since the beginning of February. The Dulwich Estate chose to lock the gates when it declined to renew its lease with the London Borough of Southwark. We wanted, with the London Borough of Southwark, to uh, work up a regeneration plan and implement that. Uh, But sadly, the Dulwich Estate lost confidence in the ability to do that and announced that they were in negotiations with a commercial uh, leisure developer and uh, have been in negotiations since the beginning of February. Who are the Dulwich Estate? Is it a private landowner? The Dulwich Estate are the freeholders of most of Dulwich and have owned uh, this this particular site together with all the other land since uh, the mid-17th century. Uh, They regard all their property as an asset for raising money for their very tightly defined charitable objectives, that is, for raising money for the Dulwich private schools. So this is Dulwich College and those, those schools? Yes. So the future of the velodrome is under threat? Certainly it's uncertain. The Dulwich Estate, unfortunately, are giving no commitments to the retention of cycling. They say this is going to be a matter for their new lessee. We don't know who that new lessee is. They indicate that it's a commercial leisure operator stroke developer. We don't know what this this might involve in terms of plans. Very strangely, there seems to have been no discussion with the local planning authority and certainly no public uh, involvement in discussion what these proposals are. And why do you think that the velodrome should continue uh, to serve its original purpose? It's been here since 1892. It's London's only velodrome. Uh, It's a fantastic facility. It's extremely important at the present time when we are still hoping to be selected uh, for the 2012 Olympics uh, that uh, sports facilities in London are retained. And on a Saturday morning like this, it's silent, but what would be going on uh, normally if it were open? Normally we'd be having... uh, a bunch of about 60 riders uh, riding round uh, the track as well as uh, another 20 or 30 young kids on mountain bikes uh, going round the trails. What is riding on a track like? I mean it's quite different from riding on a road. Give us a little uh, fool's guide to track racing. Well it's the most exciting ride in London really. First of all you're riding a a bike with a fixed wheel uh, and no brakes. Uh, That might sound scary, but uh, if you think about it, when you're riding around a track, uh, you don't need to slow down quickly, and brakes are the last thing you need. Uh, The person behind you doesn't want you to suddenly slow down. And so how do the races work? Well, there's a number of different race disciplines, from sprint, which are just first past the line. That's very, very tactical, because uh, if you lead out in a sprint, you're quite likely to spend all your energy and get overtaken just by the line by your competitor, who will sit on your wheel uh, and draft you to the last minute. When it was open, how could people get involved who you know, were new to track racing? I started racing uh, here. I raced as a teenager, but I started racing here when the new track went in. You may know that the the current track went in in 1992 or so, 
uh, and is the fastest outdoor track in the UK. And uh, when I discovered that I had this marvelous facility on my doorstep almost, uh, I started back training on Saturday mornings and uh, it wasn't long before I decided to take the leap, leap into club racing. Sadly, the club racing that would be taking place uh, on Saturday afternoons now, Monday evenings and Wednesday evenings as well as other uh, weekends has all been cancelled. We just don't know uh, what will happen this season. As a facility, I mean, it caters for all um, abilities, doesn't it? So you came along as a, you know, you'd raced before, but you weren't a pro or anything. But they do have, you know, professional level races on this track, don't they? Yes, indeed. Uh, good Friday is a good example of it, where you have uh, international cycling stars uh, riding alongside club riders. Uh, it's it's uh, very well known for that. And so it's a place where you can come um, and ride on the the same ground as, uh, as as someone who might be a hero. Yeah, well you as an ordinary rider can uh, rub shoulders with elite or even Olympic riders. The velodrome is more than a hundred years old. Uh, what have been some of the most exciting moments in its long history? The 1930s there'd be crowds uh, of uh, 10, 20,000 here to watch the racing, in particular the Good Friday meeting. That celebrated its centenary here two years ago. Uh, I was here glorious spring day, a crowd of around 5,000 people here. It's, it's a place that has uh, immense uh, sports hi history and heritage. Uh, so many UK cyclists have uh, built their careers here. Bradley Wiggins uh, started riding here at the age of about nine, and uh, after Paddington Track was closed uh, and uh, lost to the developers' bulldozers, uh, Bradley did all his training here. Uh, you might have heard of Tony Doyle. Tony Doyle, twice world uh, cycling champion, pursuitist, did all his training here. Well, shall we go and take a closer look? The, the, the velodrome was used in the Olympics, wasn't it? 1948 Olympics, yes. Uh, it was uh, revamped after the closure during the war. And uh, you can still see some of the old brick structures here. Here is, uh, I think it was a ticket office uh, for the 48 Olympics. So this is completely overgrown with uh, bushes and ivy. Indeed. And, uh, and over here is what Graham uh, said he thought was a, was a toilet, possibly, an Olympic toilet. Hidden, hidden among the, the ivy and the undergrowth, yes. Right, well, here we can see the, the velodrome now. We sort of snuck in through the back way, and um, it's a great oval arc with um, what's distinctive about it, really. It's like, a, it's like a running track, except for it's got sloped edges, and, uh, and particularly very banked on the, uh, on the turns. I mean, what's the, what's the reason for that? Well, so you don't have to slow down, really. Uh, it's, it's slightly steeper than it was, but it's still a very gentle slope. Some people might uh, think it a little bit scary at first, but it's very, very easy to get used to, uh, and soon you can go around the banking with confidence. Uh, the banking is also uh, very useful tactically in races. Uh, you can come down off the top of the banking, get a little bit of extra speed, and surprise your opponents. Uh, we might even uh, have a sneak right round if you're interested. Yeah, no, I, I'd definitely like to have a go on that. We've got the flagpoles here. And then there's a, 
a, a nice pavilion and a little uh, grandstand where people can watch. The pavilion is uh, original from 1892. Uh, not much of its original features left, I'm afraid, and really in a sorry state. Uh, the roof is leaking, uh, various bits of timber rotting, and the, the loos have to be seen to be believed. Pretty damn primitive. So it has the sort of feeling of a little bit worse for wear, but it's certainly a place where you know, that's well-loved. Well, the facilities let the track itself down. The track, as you can see, is in perfect condition. And what's it made of? Is it sort of kind of concrete of some kind? It's an epoxy-based screed, very fast surface, uh, wonderful light white finish, uh, and uh, has been here since 92, so it's relatively new and in brilliant condition. And what's the total distance all the way around? It's around 450 metres. And how long does that take? Oh, I might do it a little bit over 30 seconds. Let's let the groundsman finish mowing the lawn and um, we'll, uh, we'll put our bikes on and have a spin round. Graham and I are now having an illicit spin round. I hope this isn't going to get you in trouble. No, no, I think not. And it's a very smooth surface, actually. It's, uh, it's like sort of riding on, on, on ice. Smoothest ride in town, yes. Yeah, uh, I'm I'm on a road bike with uh, ordinary road wheels, but uh, on uh, and road tyres. But uh, on the track, and if I was racing on the track, I'd have uh, really very very lightweight tyres. Uh, no worries about getting punctures. And how do you stop at the end of a race? Uh, you just uh, gradually slow down, uh, and you can go up the banking or to without pedalling, and that will slow you down. Uh, you just gradually. Uh, reduce the pace and you can brake uh, with a fixed wheel by putting a bit of back pressure on, on, on the pedals. An art that's very soon learned. And so it must be terrifically exciting to be in a, in a race um, with, a, with a group of people. I mean, how many people are in a, in a, in a typical race? Well, in a bunch race you could be, uh, there's no absolute limit on the bunch, uh, but in a bunch race you'll be usually in a group of uh, 20 plus riders. Uh, tightly around you. Uh, the most exciting one is the devil take the hindmost where at each lap uh, someone has to drop off the back. The last one off is eliminated uh, and uh, that is a, a tight bunch. And so Britain's been doing very well in uh, track racing in the last few years. Why do you think that is? Well it's, it's because of two things. We've always been good at cycling. Uh, we've tended to uh, excel in the pursuit which is essentially a solo event against the clock uh, and uh, we have had a tradition of doing well. We've recently had the brilliant new facility the velodrome in Manchester uh, and the financial support from Sport England to really tune up our team and, and that I think has been the key to success. We've been losing tracks all over the UK. It's vital that this one, it's the only one in London, uh, is retained. What's being done to reopen the velodrome and secure its long-term future? Well, clearly you've seen the place. It needs uh, investment and regeneration. We set up, together with British Cycling and the London <coughs> Borough of Southwark, uh, the London Velodrome Trust, uh, and that would have been the organisation that would uh, look to regenerate the velodrome and uh, secure its long-term future. Unfortunately, the Dulwich Estate uh, has decided that it sees the future of the, this, this site uh, 
with a commercial partner. We don't know what their plans are. The Dulwich Estate have indicated that they won't stand in the way of uh, us, the London Velodrome Trust, reopening the site for this season, and we have resources from the London Borough of Southwark to do that. Uh, unhelpfully, they won't tell us what the date might be, and unhelpfully, they say it really is going to be a matter between us and their new commercial lessee to agree the terms of what will probably be a licence to do that. Um, it is very frustrating not having a date. We've been told over the last three months that it's just a matter of weeks away. We're still getting that line from them. There is a public meeting being held this week uh, at local Methodist Church Hall uh, where we will have Tessa Giles speaking, we will have Valerie Shawcross speaking, we'll have representatives from Sport England, from British Cycling, both national bodies who uh, have uh, a stake in seeing the future of the velodrome. We're ready to open it and run it tomorrow, but the most frustrating thing is that we do not know what the timescales are, and we certainly don't know what plans are for uh, the redevelopment of this site. So will uh, the Dulwich Estate representatives be coming to this meeting? Uh, we understand that they have declined to attend the meeting. They say they have a, uh, a meeting with their, their staff and uh, we're not sure whether there will be a representative at the meeting. Uh, local people really above all want to know what are the plans that are being discussed? Why are they being kept confidential? Uh, and what is the nature of, of this commercial partner? And if people want to come to this meeting, uh, when is it and where is it? It's this Thursday, the 12th of May. It's at 7.45 and it's at the Methodist Church Hall in Half Moon Lane, SE24, just around the corner from Hernhill Velodrome. Well, that was uh, Graham Geddes of the Friends of Hernhill Velodrome. And again, that public meeting is this Thursday, the 12th of May, at um, the Methodist Hall on Half Moon Lane. I called up uh, Dulwich Estates this morning to ask them for their side of the story and I spoke with um, uh, one of the staff there uh, called John Major and he told me that um, they won't be sending anybody along to the meeting um, because they have an, a board meeting and uh, therefore no one is available but they will be issuing a statement in time for the meeting and they would expect to make a, a, a much bigger announcement on the new contract that they're signing and negotiating with the new commercial lessee um, within days or weeks. Um, that he said that he wanted to support cycling on the site, um, but he realised that there was a need for uh, commercial viability. Anyway, we'll keep you posted on the bike show about what happens, what happens at the public meeting. Um, the show will be back uh, next Monday at 1.30, the same time, and now we're going to play out with this. The Mountains to the South by Simon Cunarth. The mountains to the south are seldom seen. Their line of peaks is visible only on very clear days. Well, they're much lower than we are. Up here, above the snow line, These southern mountains fascinate me. These southern mountains fascinate me. I may have come from here, you know. 
feel their involvement in my birth, in my early years. These southern mountains fascinate me. I think I remember the smells of summer. As it was there, you know, the flowers. drops and expansions in volume but the visual scanner shows the same white area well on clear days we can see the mountains to the south to be considered of course there is a change in my being. Stone. 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 Stone.
to the south. Resonance of M, 104.4. 